This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, Trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Investigating the insurrection. We're getting to the answers of the worst attack on the Capitol. New vaccine mandates. This is about keeping people safe. Olympic shocker. Simone Biles is out. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. A new House Select Committee on the January attack at the U.S. Capitol holds its first public hearing this morning. CBS's Nicole Killian says we'll hear first from law enforcement officers who are on the front lines. Raw, unfiltered testimony is expected about the brutal battle to defend the Capitol January 6th. I was tortured, beaten struck with a taser, and I, I posed no threat. Metropolitan Police Officer Michael Fanone is among four officers testifying as the House Select Committee convenes its first hearing investigating the attack. And a really important opportunity. Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney is one of only two Republicans on the panel, mocked by the head of her own party for serving. Aren't they kind of like Pelosi Republicans? The war of words between Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy spiraled after Pelosi rejected two of McCarthy's five picks to serve on the panel, but he pulled all of them, and Pelosi appointed Illinois Republican Adam Kinzinger instead. Some House Republicans, including those booted from it, want to change the narrative. They'll attack President Trump, so they'll do the same old thing. New steps are being taken to try to get the upper hand on the Delta variant of the coronavirus. On the federal level, President Biden says most medical workers at the Department of Veterans Affairs will have to be vaccinated by mid-September. Veteran Affairs is going to, in fact, require that all docs working in that and facilities are going to have to be vaccinated. New York City has a new mandate for city workers get shots or face testing every week. Same for state workers and those in high-risk settings in California. Governor Gavin Newsom. 246,000 Californians should be vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated and cannot verify that they've been vaccinated, we are requiring that they get tested. Florida reports one in five of the country's new COVID cases. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez in Jacksonville says it's a state where the vaccination rate is less than 50 percent. 62-year-old Curtis Sanderlin recently lost his wife, Joy, to COVID-19. Now he's fighting for his life at this Jacksonville hospital. My breathing goes, it comes and goes. Sanderlin, who struggled to get through the interview, 
is not vaccinated. But interestingly, neither are about half of the staff at the health system where he's being treated, says Chad Nielsen, director of infection prevention at the University of Florida Health Jacksonville. They consume the same news, they consume the same social media as others, and they're just as susceptible to some of the misinformation and things like that in the community. If all of your rooms are full and you can't get other patients in here for procedures, that affects everybody. It's going to keep other patients from receiving care. Many who end up at the hospital regret not getting the shot, says nurse Zoe Sinis. We have a patient today that says that he would like to get the vaccine now. As for Curtis Sanderland. Given what you've gone through, would you get the vaccine now? Yes, sir. You would get it now? No doubt about it. Overseas, Tokyo reported its highest number of daily COVID cases in the pandemic, 2,848, topping a high set in early January. And there's some breaking news this morning about women's gymnastics. CBS's Steve Futterman is in Tokyo. The competition is still going on, but the U.S. women's team has suffered a very big blow. Its big star, Simone Biles, is out. She competed in the first rotation, but now she has been sidelined. She will not compete the rest of the way. Now, Olympic historian David Wolachinsky says the American squad has shown resilience. There's depth, and there's more and more gymnasts coming up from the ranks. There was another big gold medal picked up at the Tokyo swimming venue by the U.S. 17-year-old Lydia Jacoby from Alaska surprised many when she touched the wall first. Having this extra year um, and having it be such a hard year for the whole world, I think it means a little bit extra to be here. Japanese tennis star Naomi Osaka who was expected to challenge for gold, is out after losing her third-round match in straight sets. Also taking place, the gold medal match in softball, the U.S. women versus Japan. Steve Futterman, CBS News at the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. The final victim of the condo collapse in Surfside, Florida, has been identified. 98 people died. Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava says work still goes on. Teams from Miami-Dade Police Department are continuing to sift through millions of pounds of debris, carefully and meticulously searching for remains and for any personal items that will help bring closure to the families. Strong winds and lightning are the latest challenges for crews battling California's largest wildfire. CBS's Carter Evans. The Dixie Fire tore through the community of Indian Falls, overwhelming firefighters struggling to save homes. The flames leaving behind torched cars and reducing houses to rubble. It's where Elizabeth Catterson used to live. What was it like to see your old house burned to the ground? It was heart-wrenching just devastation all around. The Dixie Fire is now California's largest. It's burned almost 200,000 acres. Homeland Security says it's planning to speed up deportations for some migrant families who cross into the U.S. from Mexico. It's a procedure known as expedited removal. It allows for it without a hearing before a judge. Britney Spears' new attorney has taken action in court, as we hear from CBS's Lilia Luciano in L.A. Matthew Rosengard said he filed a petition to remove Jamie Spears as his daughter's conservator and requested the court that accountant Jason Rubin be named instead. In June, Britney Spears described the conservatorship as abusive and told the judge she wishes to end it. Days after a bicycle accident in Gillette, Wyoming, former U.S. Senator Mike Enzi has died at 77. The Republican was known as a consensus builder in D.C. And in Oakland, 80-year-old former California Senator Barbara Boxer was roughed up and her cell phone was taken. Police are investigating. 25 years ago today, a dark day in Olympic history. 
Here's CBS's Jim Crisula. One person was killed and more than 100 were hurt when an unattended backpack loaded with a pipe bomb exploded during a concert at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. I was sitting on the ball looking out at the music in the crowd and all of a sudden skabooey and it just blew me off the wall. Many wondered how such a domestic act of terrorism could happen. People were pretty much angry at the fact that the security was bad. Security guard Richard Jewell discovered the bomb before it exploded and started clearing people out of Centennial Olympic Park. I did not set out to be a hero. I set out that night simply to do my job and to do it right. Jewell was initially considered a bombing suspect until investigators turned their attention to Eric Rudolph. He's serving a life prison term without parole after pleading guilty to four bombings, including the 1996 Olympics bombing. Disney has introduced its first ever non-binary character. The Owl House is an animated fantasy series on the Disney Channel. This world is filled with inexplicable magical wonders. The show's in its second season, and in episode seven, viewers meet Rain Whispers, the head witch in the Owl House, and Disney's first non-binary character, voiced by Avi Roque, who tweeted, Dream come true, when Rain was first introduced. But it's not the first time the Owl House has been praised for its inclusion. The show also features lesbian and bisexual characters as Disney's first leading LGBTQ plus couple. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Last week, rapper Kanye West held a listening party for his new almost-completed album in Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It lasted less than an hour, and he didn't say very much. Now the word is he's been living inside the stadium while he puts the finishing touches on the material. And that's the CBS World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast, was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds, but none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. 
two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.